my name is Teresa. And hello, my name is Kay. Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Podcast, where we help you find success in your everyday spiritual battle. Welcome to the third principle for defeating the power of demons in your life. Number three, renounce Satan and his work. When I speak of renouncing Satan and his demons, I'm not talking about removing them from us, but removing ourselves from them. You may need to do like the residents of Ephesus in Acts 19.19 and destroy any objects that glorify Satan or demons, such as board games, music, CDs, or trinkets that have a link to Satan and the occult. Teresa, would you read Acts 19.19, please? I'd be happy to. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. Can you imagine, just like we were talking last week, when you had to remove things out of your house and you wanted to hold on to them? Okay, it's like, ugh, this is like a lot of money. Oh, it's so not worth it. And it just is not worth it. For you and I, we're talking about steps that we took to get the darkness and the heaviness out of our lives and our home. So, Kay, another everyday battle that we have that Satan attacks so many people is loneliness. What are some of the things he's whispered in your ear? Loneliness, I think, is a thing that Satan thrives on. I feel in my heart the times that I've been most vulnerable have been times when I have been lonely. That those times are times when I let my mind go in directions or my life go in directions where I was grasping for things to fill that void in my life and they weren't things that God was wanting for me. They were things that I thought would be good for me. You just wanted attention. <laughs> I wanted because yeah. that's what we what we seek. We seek attention when we're lonely, and that's how a lot of people get caught up in cults. They take them away and they make them feel loved and then they get, you know, mixed up and in different things and loneliness is so so hard and sometimes people who live by themselves the holidays all of this and how how do you how do you get through it well i think that's where as um, believers we're to come to our neighbors or to our friends that we know are by themselves and extend a handout, extend an invitation. I believe as followers of Jesus Christ that we have a responsibility there to make sure that our brothers and our sisters are not spending that time by themselves. That we wrap them up in our arms just like Jesus would wrap them up in his arms. He doesn't want them to be lonely. That reminds me of a time when I had a neighbor move in 
And she lived underneath me, and her her and her husband fought continuously. He would leave. I mean, it was just terrible fighting. And I could, and she had a couple kids and a dog, and she just had a lot on her plate. And it was around Christmas time, so this is what I did, just so she wouldn't know it was from me. I knew she needed some type of comfort, okay? But she was, you know, kind of in the house. So I just took a little brown bag and just like some little Walmart cards, not a lot, um, hand soaps, lotions. And then the church that I was going to, I put a pamphlet in there. And it, it was the coolest church uh, down in Columbus. I wrote a little note. Please come and see us. We have a lot for your children, activities and stuff like that. And do you know that she got up and started going to church on Sundays and she took her girls and I could just see something different, but I needed it. It needed to be anonymous. Do you know what I'm saying? And I actually, (laughs) I just so she knew it wasn't me. I fixed myself a bag and put it in front of my door, too. <laughs> so when she picked up her bag, oh. she probably thought somebody was going around the neighborhood, you know, putting that down there. But you're right. It is our responsibility to help people or guide them and direct them if we can. And <laughs> so that's what I did. I know that I have been guilty myself not remembering that not everybody's life has a fullness. I get selfish is maybe the word that I want to use and thinking that sometimes my life is very hectic and I'm grateful for what God has given me. Working full time, especially through the season that we've been going through, things are just really different and I want to uh, work on that, that I don't forget where others may be, that they may not have that fullness in their days. And they may be going like, well, I would really like to go to dinner or go play cards. And we have stressful long days and we want to go home and be away from people. Right. And, and you're right. there Because people take drastic action sometimes because of loneliness. If we see somebody who is struggling in loneliness, we really need to try to help them or invite them out to coffee or just anything to a church or do something like that. I knew I, like you, I didn't have a lot of time. So that's what I did and directed them to a place where they found joy and happiness. And I mean, they went every Sunday. It was kind of comical how God <laughs> how God worked that out just by offering something to somebody when you see that they're hurting. And I just felt she really needed that because of how her she was being treated by her husband. It was a two-way street. I heard her say some things to him as well. We can always help or do something, even though we may not think we can, but a small gesture like that, just to get somebody on the right path to get help. Right. Just a gesture, a small gesture of knowing somebody noticed 
somebody cared, somebody thought about me, somebody thought about them. Well, that's true, especially around the holidays, because a lot of people take their lives. And I mean, it's sad. It's true, though. And it's like, be nice to people when you're out. Say hi if you're in, you know, it's crazy and the hustle and the bustle and everything. Take the time to smile and say hi to somebody. We have so many people getting angry and upset instead of having grace. I expect grace from God every day because I do so many wrong things through the day. But if we're out and somebody pulls out in front of us or walks in front of us and we're like mumbling under our breath, where's the grace? Where's the grace, Kay? We need we don't know what that person's going through. That person may be thinking of ending their life. I mean, they may be having that bad of a day and it would only take a smile. Oh hi, go ahead in front of me. Yes, absolutely. Be nice. Be nice. We're sometimes too quick to be about ourselves. And always in a hurry and think that we're first or we need to do this or do that. And we're not being generous. So many people aren't generous anymore with their time or anything. And that's what we have to do. And God is a giving God. And he desires his children to be giving children. It's not about me. I have to remind myself that often it's not about me. It's really not about me. It's about God. It truly is all about him. And... The times that I feel offended or offensive because of someone cutting me off on the road or not being nice about something, we don't know what has gone on in their day. I have to remind myself of that, that a little bit of kindness might be exactly what they need. They may not be intentionally directing it at you. It's probably what happened to them before they even encountered you in that day. And you might be the person that makes a difference. Yeah, either good or bad. That's true. They could have lost a loved one. You don't know. They could be going through a divorce. They, you know, they could have lost a child. You just don't know what people are going through. And some people snap. They just snap. And yes, you're right. It's we need to think and be nice. We just do. It's not about me. It's not about me. We need to do what we can for others to make it easier for them on earth. <laughs> right. If we can. Right. What do you think about the person that you may encounter at a store or um, somewhere in your path of your day and they strike up a conversation or you might be nice to them and then they, they want to stand there and have a conversation with you and take it. I'm all about that. That's good. Uh, that I'm all about because taking that time, taking the time because I love giving a tidbit if I can and helping. I, I feel like this, if somebody's going to strike up a conversation this is God saying, you need to do, I don't know what it is. I have to 
do something with this person. And it's different every time. Sometimes, yeah, it's advice to go here, there. Sometimes, you know, if you see somebody struggling, they don't have enough money at the counter, please just pay for it or say, hey, it's okay, you know. I love gifts from God. I just do. You know me. That is my saying. I love gifts. I love gifts. I love gifts because God is good to me. He gives me lots of gifts. And I know why he gives me lots of gifts because I give everything away. I truly do. And that is your gift, girl. Yes. And that is my gift. Yes. That is definitely a gift of, of yours, Teresa. To think that that might be... The only person that they get to have a conversation with that day. You don't know what they are going home to. To take that and be attentive to them and truly listen to what they have to say. Right. What a blessing. We don't know. That is true. We don't know what a blessing that is for these people to take that time. Take the time. Well, Kay, it's been another great week. And what is our last lesson? What are we going to be talking about next week? Principle number four is resist Satan. Resist Satan. Well, everybody, it's been great, and we will see you next week. Thanks for stopping by.